was interesting. A lot of people were kind of on pins and needles about his reception. And uh, I thought the crowd was responding. I, I, I heard a few smattering of, of boos. But for the most part, I think that it was more about the game. And it shouldn't have been about the game. It shouldn't have been that, that part of, of Celtic history is over. And why are you judging? Are you looking at the game or are you looking at the coach? So I, I didn't, I had no problem with Ime coming back and I had mm. no uh, no problem with uh, the response. And uh, if anything, I was a little surprised when Ime started talking and started talking about the players and who knew what and who should have known what. That to me, that was the, the most surprising thing about, I guess, the presser that, I, that you went to. I just thought it was funny because he just goes, you know, they lied to you. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, so they did know before me today or they at least wow. knew enough so wait a minute yeah, so that was the so that was the key quote what quote you're saying is he may throw him under the bus the big girls love that chicks love the last shot opportunity somebody give me a napkin so i can wipe my mouth All right, it's another episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. I'm Joseph Pavone, alongside Cedric Maxwell. Special MLK Day edition of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. Happy MLK Day to everyone. Commemorating, of course, Martin Luther King Jr., the life and everything, that uh, the changes he made that pretty much make everything that we're doing right now possible, right, Max, in terms of... Uh, people uh, of color. This podcast, people of color, and uh, the, the to, to this day, obviously, uh, he's never forgotten, so... Hope everyone's having a good day out there, man. Nice sunny day. How's Toronto? I know you're up. Uh, I know you flew, flew flew up Toronto yesterday. How's everything? Um, Toronto is actually it was probably say windshield right now is three, three degrees. There is no snow. It's, it's bright right now. It's sunny. Uh, yesterday did you, did you walk in. You walk around a little bit. No, no. You know, I got you know. Once I get the hotel line coming out, but I am gonna go across the street today to get something to eat. But um, we ran into the uh, 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 huge Palestinian uh, protest here in Toronto. As soon as we, as soon as the bus came downtown, it's probably about forty minutes from the airport. But we get into the city and we're we're just stopped with our bus, and the protest is coming straight toward us. And I'm like, how's this going to work out? Celtic mm-hmm. bus protest. And we finally made it around the other way and finally got to the hotel. But Toronto is a um, uh, international city. Uh, my broadcast partner, Sean Grandy, always talks about it. And, uh, what a huge population of people of color here. Uh, you know, um, there's a huge uh, Haitian, uh, Dominican. Uh, yeah, a lot of Caribbean. Uh, yeah, Caribbean. Caribbean Toronto. Yeah. Uh, um, so it is, uh, it, it's a melting pot. But uh, it's a it's it's a great city to be in. I've never been. I've never been. I gotta I gotta uh, I gotta make that trip one of these days. I gotta make that trip for sure. I mean, I want to see how the Celtics team uh, plays, uh, how they keep this momentum going uh, after a huge blowout win against the Houston Rockets Saturday night at TD Garden. Uh, one thirty-five to one thirteen was the final score, and a, a huge bounce back, which somewhat we expected that, given the the worst loss of the season against the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. I want to get your take on that, uh, Max. Before you know, before we, we we talk more about Emay coming back to Boston and all that, I also have to talk about uh, towards the end of our podcast the Bill Belichick 
stepping down as head coach of the New England Patriots and the speculation about his potential next move. Uh, we'll get into that towards the end, but you, yeah, you first call first, it, let, me, let me see. You you call it stepping down? That's what you call it. Is that what well, you call I'll it? I'll call it that as right as of right now. I'll call it that. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 All right. All right. But I want to hear your opinion on it. I want to hear your opinion, Max, for sure. But first things first. Uh, the huge loss in Milwaukee, Max. And look, the schedule wasn't doing the Celtics any favors. Uh, a lot of every team in the NBA essentially has that rough patch, and this is essentially mm-hmm. this was the end of that patch for the Celtics. But what did you like? You were out there in Milwaukee. Like, what was the overall vibe? What was the team like? And then we we'll get into what happened after it happened. I don't think that it was much to be said. I think that if you looked at it realistically, it was almost uh, almost a certain Milwaukee had not played well at all. They'd been having a very tough time. And I think if you look at them uh, and then you say the Celtics coming off a second night of a back-to-back, huge game against Minnesota, great comeback. You win a game in Boston, you get on a flight, you have a two-and-a-half-hour flight to get there. Uh, It was snowy when we got there. So probably by the time we got into the rooms, it was about 3.30 in the morning. And then the game was the next day at 6.30. So um, I know a bunch of people, and then, you know, Milwaukee just took it to them early on. Uh, Celtics, they, they, you could tell every, sh- every shot they had was short. Uh, no excuses. Milwaukee, you know, they needed that game. They played like they needed that game. And the Celtics looked like they were a very tired team. Uh, a lot of people made a huge, huge uh, thing out of it. My guy Perk made a huge thing out of the fact that Joe Mazzula didn't let the starters come out. Uh, in the second half and start the second half and essentially kind of surrendered the game. And um, Perk had problems. I didn't have any problems with it at all because um, I think that's, I think if you look at it, that's the long game. The long game is to win the championship. Right. He, and and here's the biggest thing that, you know, Perk and, and nobody can argue this point at all. If you do, you're foolish. The coach has the knows the pulse of his team better than anybody else. Not Perk, not this person, not that person. He knows the pulse of his team, how his team is feeling, how they're operating, because he sees them on, on a daily basis. So he decided, you know, what they were going to do was rest his players and take that ass whooping they took and be motivation for the next game. Probably right. give his team a day to rest and then come back and you know, get back into the grind. So I had no problem with with the game, uh, you know, uh, and uh, Milwaukee played well. Milwaukee needed it. They had played, uh, you know, just just sparingly. They've lost a lot of games here uh, that they felt like they should have lost and got blown out. So um, it, it was just, I think it was a schedule loss. And that's not as a, a Celtic fan or a broadcast. That's a person who knows basketball. If you know basketball, you could almost see this one, especially the second night of a back-to-back against Minnesota, the top team in the West. And then you had the second-best team in the East right now behind you. These were tough games. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with what Joe Mazzula did. And this is the biggest reason why, because when he made that decision going into the third quarter, my whole thing is if you're going to do that, you have to stick with it. And you, you, you got the you had the bench lineup in 
And the score, I, I would say the magic number would be anywhere under 20. If they're able to get that lead, that deficit down to under 20, then not you think even, about putting the starters not, back in. Not even, not even that, Josue. At that point. Are you telling me you, if, if it was competitive, you would you would stick with you Tatum? Know, no, you, you make, all the you, no, because I'm not taking those guys who got it down to eight or 10. They the, they're the ones that should be in the game now. They had enough energy to get you there. Let them play. Let them play. So uh, that would have been a different story then, because if that was the case, well, then if, I, I, I can see Missoula going back to a starter. If we had candy and nuts, we all have a merry freaking Christmas. That's not the way it works out. If your aunt would have had a, you know, another thing between the legs, she she been your uncle. But it's it's no ifs in that. You had a team right now that was not playing. I'm just well. asking you hypothetically. You would you would be okay with that? Hypothetically, I don't. I, I, that's one thing I don't normally deal with with people when they ask me. So, what do you think if this should, if this would have happened? No, let's deal with reality. The Celtics were down by 35 points. They never got back into the game, and I don't think they they didn't get back into the game. Milwaukee needed the game; they won the game. So I just let it stay no, at that. Saying, okay, well, listen. My my point is, other coaches when they make that decision. They don't stick with it, right? And let's say the lead doesn't change, and then they, mm-hmm. they eventually put the stars back in. But I I credit Missoula for sticking with it because yes. the lead didn't change much, and you didn't you didn't back down. Okay, you know you can feel that pressure. Obviously, Tatum Brown just sitting there. But look, the, the situation hasn't changed. You guys didn't cut it in that first half, Mark. so I'm not gonna put you back in. So I'm happy that he's he's stuck with it because oh, yeah. you're sending the right message. You're sending oh, the right message right there. No, he said he sent a message that the Bucks have won. And then right. he was, really wasn't thinking about putting if, – if that was the case, he would have put the starters in and see if he could have whittled it down the first two or three minutes. He knew the pulse of his team. He knew they did not have any energy. And I'm yeah. sure what he did was he talked to his players about it. Un, unlike all the other talking heads out there, he talked to them about it, and they all probably came to an agreement, and this is what we're going to do. So I, I had no problem with it at, at all. And then you see what happens. His team was had was energized coming back for the Houston game, and they played the way we expect for a top right. top tier team to play. The NFL season is wrapping up, but there is still time to get on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get one hundred and fifty in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a five dollar bet. That's one hundred and fifty bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, pick a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com Boston and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 
1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. And of course, everyone was talking about Ime Doka making his return to Boston. First time stepping foot in TD Garden since game six of the 20, uh, 2022 NBA Finals. So I looked at it as that, that what, what he was thinking about, all the emotions and stuff and all that, he's not going to share that with you. He doesn't seem like the type of guy that's going to, you know, clearly want to walk down memory lane. But were you surprised by the crowd's reaction? Because I felt like there wasn't much of a reaction when his name was announced. It was interesting. A lot of people were kind of on pins and needles about his reception. And uh, I thought the crowd was responding. I, I, I heard a few smattering of, of boos. But for the most part, I think that it was more about the game. And it shouldn't have been about the game. It shouldn't have been that, that part of, of Celtic history is over. And why are you judging? Are you looking at the game or are you looking at the coach? So I, I didn't. I had no problem with Ime coming back, and I had mm. no uh, no problem with uh, the response. And uh, if anything, I was a little surprised when Ime started talking and started talking about the players and who knew what and who should have known what. That to me, that was the the most surprising thing about, I guess, the presser that I that you went to. I just wish he, we could pinpoint if it was right before media day or after media day because if it was before media day. These guys had the best poker faces, man. When I mean these guys, I'm talking about Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum. Like, if those are – if I had to guess, those are probably the three guys. I just thought it was funny because he just goes, you know, they lied to you. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, so they did know before me today, or they at least wow. knew enough, you know? I don't know. So, wait a minute. Yeah, so, that, was the, so that was the key quote. What quote you're saying is he may throw them under the bus. He didn't try. He didn't try. He, yes didn't no. try he did not try to put war. And you know what? This is what you got to appreciate about Ime. Ime is a, a straight shooter when it comes to telling you stuff like that. Uh, and it, how, how ironic it is that he's in was in that situation when he's such a straight shooter. Other times when he's talked about the players and said they ran a play, he said, I didn't tell him to run that play. We weren't supposed to run that play. We should have done. This is what we should. I told Marcus to do this, not do that. And now for him to come back and to say right. the players lied. I mean, that man, essentially, you could he could just pour, you know, pour some water on. It. But instead, that's he threw a he threw a a, a, a match into some uh, to some gas. That just, that just <laughs> did, did the whole room ignite after he said that. It was light chuckles. It was kind of like, well, it, it's just I think enough time has passed that I think enough time has passed where it's just like, all right, well, clearly you're in a good situation. The yeah. Celtics are in a good situation. You know, there wasn't much in between for people to say, well, well wait a minute. You know, what? Why well, didn't they well, say why, stand why up? Here? Why didn't they stand up for the coach? Why did they do that? I think they were all in agreement that, look, it is what it is. 
let's just let's what, what the organization had decided to do. The well, decision's been what, made. What's the, you know? what's the purpose of saying that the players lied? I mean, you could have easily said. I guess you know, answer the question. It, 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 you could answer the question. You could easily said that that's in. The, you could did like Bill Belichick. That's in the past. We've gone through that. Yeah, Belichick would that's never. But yeah. instead, if you email, that's that's throwing a that's throwing a match into you know uh, uh, to some gas. If you go, if you're right, yeah. because essentially it starts it up now. If you are any broadcaster at all, you go to Marcus, you go to Tatum, you go to Brown, and said uh, you may have said you lied. <laughs> I mean, a whole room just is inflamed. Well, you didn't have to. You didn't. <laughs> you don't have to do that because you know you you're away from that. So that's kind of crazy. Well, the Celtics, uh, they, they they did what they were supposed to, right? I mean, a, a team returned to their winning ways, coming off of mm-hmm. uh, the worst loss of the season. They took care of business in a big way. By the fourth quarter, everybody was chilling. Gino was playing midway through. Uh, I, I still think the Celtics team is, is, is taking a significant turn for, for the better. Even though, like you said, uh, the schedule loss, as ugly as it looked, it was just yeah. something that, that – the, the Bucks yeah. had that that one, you know. He, he, and look, he, people forget also too. Giannis, Giannis really got these guys riled up for that game. He really called. He started calling people out after the last loss, and they said, "Listen, we got to do this, that." You know, teams like this respond like you know in that way when when your star player, MVP type player, calls you out. So that that was it was Here, lined here's up. The, here's the thing we've seen over the last couple of years: a game like the Milwaukee game would have a lingering effect on a young Celtic team. The other day, for a couple yeah. of minutes, it was competitive. Uh, and then all of a sudden, the Celtics went to a gear that nobody else has. And they start playing in the same fashion they've been playing all year. So they didn't let that loss against Milwaukee yeah. take them down that rabbit hole that they did not want to be in. So so I had to appreciate their effort. Right. Uh, I think we'll see the same thing tonight. What happens when you're playing a team like Toronto? I mean, this is a, a mm-hmm. nice little stretch of teams that are playing, and then you got the world champs coming in. It's yep. Gonna be yep, and look, very it's, it's kind of poetic. It's kind of poetic, too. I mean, listen, if you're Jason Tatum, you're like, look at us now, coach. You know what I mean? And not in a way being like, hey, this could have been yours, but like, hey, you know, you helped you helped this. You helped with this. You know, that one year getting to the NBA Finals, yes. the way they turned around mentally, the mental toughness that we saw in the sense of that second half – that turnaround was unprecedented. I mean, that was that was the the the, the spark plug for guys like Tatum and Brown he, that he really made, elevated made, their growth. Right. You can say whatever you want to about Emay on his personal life. You can say anything you want to. I'm okay with that. Right. But with his basketball side of what he did for this team and what he did for Brown and what he did for Tatum and what he did for Marcus Smart and this team collectively as a unit, he he planted a seed. You know who did that? You know, and we'll see how mm-hmm. it works out like that. But you can think about Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson was the one that kind of planted that seed in Golden State for things to happen. Oh, big time. Steve Kerr. Steph, Steve, Kerr was, yep. Steve Kerr was a recipient. But Mark Jackson was the one that planted the seed. We'll see if right. Ime is the one that planted the seed and Joe Missoula is a recipient 
of what Ime planted. And Joe Mazzula just kind of fostered that same toughness about that, uh, even more so. I don't right. think Ime was Ime was as combative as Joe is with the media. Uh, I just talked to Joe on the plane. He said, he looked at me and said, you know what? Something happened to me that never happened before. I was like, what is that, coach? He said, I got an official to agree with me. And I said, I said, what, what, what happened? He said, there was a call in the game. And I told the guy, I said, you missed that call. And the guy looked at him and he said, coach, you're right. I did. <laughs> he said, mm -hmm. and, the, and I, he said, he and I just chuckled. I said, well, that's all you want. When a man says, hey, I'm wrong, what else do you want? Now, don't do it again. Right. But when right. a guy says he's wrong and steps up and says, I'm wrong, okay, then, okay, we can go from there. So that's I think as clean as it gets. Yeah, he's getting. Joe Mazzulla seems to get being more relaxed with himself. And I think that's yeah. a cool team and for this organization. Yeah, no doubt. And I think officials uh, are, are, are <laughs> they would, they would rather drop that line toward Missoula than someone like Jason. Tate, mm -hmm. Like what's, well, that, listen, that was listen I know the game was, I know the game was a wrap. I, I know the, the, you know, being ejected, it, it had no impact on the game, the result, but, What's going on with Tatum in this referee thing? In your in your opinion, he's top ten. He's top ten in text now. He's 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 getting up there now. Him him and Chris Stapps, they're the, the Tech Kings of the Celtics. Now that that is uh, that will bother you down the line because you don't want that to affect your status for not playing in a game. If it keeps, I mean, he's a, he's a ways away from it, but still, just the fact that you have to watch that, you know, yeah. about who you are and what you're doing and. Don't think officials don't talk. Don't think that they don't look at the next one. That's what I mean. It's a culture, you know? You know what right. this you know what this dude said to me? And then somebody else said, and then when it's a 50-50 ball, do you think they're gonna say, you know what, Tatum's a good dude? I'm gonna right. give him I'm gonna give him this call. No, they're they're not because coaches, I mean, I, I look at it. Referees don't like to be shown up. And when Tatum is doing that, Mm -hmm. Every shot or whatever it is, right. they don't like that. You know who they? You know who they absolutely love? Who they would love? This is a model player, Kawhi Leonard. Don't say a damn thing <laughs> like a robot. He's not saying anything either way. Right? Not either way. And the officials, <laughs> have, they they love that. A guy like me who was complaining and bitching from time to time, they would be like, but I would do it kind of in a in a joking way so they didn't take offense of it but. i think it's his approach man i think it's his style honestly like he's saying it's something about the tone or the the wise crack or something that's making them give him the the quick two texts because that well, why that, else would would, would that what else would trigger that? And, and going up in the guy's face and da, 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 yeah that. pointing down and like, well, no one likes that no you one likes can't that. you as that he's gonna have to grow out of as a leader yeah. of the team, he has to grow out of that. I, and I and I understand he's frustrated sometimes by not getting a call, but sometimes your reaction to a call or a non-call can be des just as detrimental to your team as 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 getting the call. So I mean, we right. know we just think Justin Tatum has gotten away with some calls. I mean, clearly when LeBron went in and got slapped on the wrist that time for oh, the uh, layup and. LeBron went absolutely crazy. Jason Tatum got a call yeah. that day. He, he, yeah, he had a meltdown. 
He got a call. <laughs> LeBron had a meltdown, but he got a call. And it's going to happen. You got to realize it's going to yeah, happen to every player you, I know. Had you ever seen anything like that? <laughs> he threw a temper tantrum, man. <laughs> I was like, yo, I was uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then he dropped down to his knees. I was like, yo. If he starts kicking and screaming, like stopping his feet while on the ground, I'm like, I'm going to lose it. He reminded uh, yeah. me of uh, my boy what, Sean's what, uh, didn't, son. Didn't Patrick, didn't Patrick Beverly turn around and get the camera? Uh, <laughs> and then he grabbed the camera. What a circus, man. Look at this. You see this right here? He got a ten. Like the rest of the like, oh, what you got? You got evidence? Let me see. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how. Who gave Patrick Beverly? Who gave Patrick Beverly the camera and allowed him to go out there? <laughs> I think one of the guys showed him like, oh, you might be right. And in the beginning, Beverly just snatched it. it. Was like, yeah, damn right, I'm right. Come here, ref. Check, check what, check out what I got over here. Like, I was like. <laughs> It's like a high school game. What a circus! No, man. I, I've, oh, never, man, I've, I've never, I've never seen that before. So that was, yeah, that was that crazy. Was crazy. But, but my point again, so, Saturday night my, too. It was similar to, to yeah. But my my point like again, is, my point again is this: as a player and as a great player, you're going to get your amount of calls, and you're going to get some going against you. Don't weigh it. Don't put on a a, a steel vest. So. Mm. They're gonna just be. You're gonna be weighed down going the other way uh, with officials not giving you a call. So Tatum has to watch that. Yes, he, he has to get. He has to get beyond that. I mean, when at that yeah. point when he got the first technical, I already made this point. But to get the second one, it's just like, what? What was the point then? Yeah. You, you wanted to be yeah. be out the game. My broadcast partner Sean Green yeah. said, said maybe the coaches should have taken them out of the game. But even if they took him out of the game, Jason Tatum might have been over there on the bench going, you da 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 then they were the he, he was gonna get that off, man. To yeah, me, he was he, he was, was gonna, he was trying to cross the line. He just, was gonna get he was gonna get that up. Did you ever think that you see Brown thrown out of a game? Mm. You know, Jalen Brown thrown out of a game. He lost it, man. I have never seen him that upset. I'm yeah, most upset I've seen him. And so, speaking of speaking of upset and speaking of a uh, of, of uh, people getting tossed, and it wasn't a player; it was a coach. Uh, you see, Kings Kings uh, Mike Brown got tossed, and Malik Monk, man, he had he was holding on for dear life, trying to get him to, to, to calm down. Man, it was it was quite a scene. So wow, I didn't see that. Mike Brown on a little YouTube skit about him. He was he was going up to the microphone about the talk, but I didn't get a chance to see it. I, I probably watched yeah. it later on today. Yeah, it just it just happened. Yeah, it happened last night. But it's funny because you told me that Joe Mazzula story. And I'm like, good for Mazzula sticking up for his guys and just doing it the right way, the right approach. And that's a funny story for him to share with you. He's like, hey, you man, know I got one. I beat him. Yeah. You know, I got a win. Well, you what the thing you said today when we were talking a little bit earlier about, and this is homage to Coach Belichick and the greatness that he's been, and you know, for the whole New England community and what he's oh, done. Man. Uh it just showed you it, it you have to pay homage to. It. But it also shows that all this is your dad talking right now, just way. All good things come to an end. Mm. I don't care how that works out, then you hope that they go out better than worse. 
And what I mean by that, I look at uh, how Saban uh, um, down in Alabama, how he left. They played a great game, and then he walked away from it. You look at the Patriots in their last game, and you're going, what the hell? Well, what was that? And you don't want that to be the endearing mark at the end that how people look at you. He was right. great for the organization. He was great for New England. Does he have it in him again? Here's my hope. If he's coaching, trying to get the records of Don Shula and be the most winless coach, I'm going to be disappointed. And I'm disappointed because I've heard Teddy B and all the other players that played under him say one thing. They said, Coach Belichick told us it's about the team. Mm. It's about the team. Not individual accomplishments except winning Super Bowl titles. And so if you preach that as a coach to your players and you, you're holding on to win, to, to get a, a record of the most wins ever, people already view you as, as the greatest, one of the greatest coaches of all time. That is not going to change if you get Belichick, if you get uh, Shula's record. It doesn't, doesn't mm-hmm. change my perception and most people's perception of how great you were. If you're there to hold on to get that by winning, say if he goes to another team, he wins four games, and then he wins six games, and then and then finally gets it. That is uh, that that's not a uh, that that's that tarnishes the record and tarnishes the man of the greatness of who he is and what he was to 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 football. Wow! If he goes to your Dallas, your Dallas, uh, Dallas Cowboys. So, oh, wow. I, you know huh? what? I would say more than that about what – it wasn't even about the Cowboys, but it was about Stephen A. Smith's reaction. I think that was that was even funnier. <laughs> Wait, I, I am not well, sure. Well, yeah. Well, first of all, I want, I want to hear your reaction to that. But what if Bill Belichick were to go there? Wow. Wow. That's yeah. the speculation right now for Cowboys wow. fans. Wow. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I hadn't thought of, I hadn't thought about that. Mm. And plus plus Max, you gotta think about people comparing uh, the, the Brady thing factors in. Oh well, could you win without Brady? All you that with a great maybe you, maybe, maybe you got Zach. Uh, maybe you go to Dallas. Mm. Right. That that's that that is hmm. that 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 could be. That that would, as a cowboy fan, <laughs> as a cowboy right? fan, I think it would make it would make me happy because I think that what I always see with Bill Belichick is accountability, and that's what I'm saying about him trying to chase the record. Mm-hmm. But if he went to Dallas and was able to get them to be a Super Bowl winner, I mean, he goes up even higher in the rankings. But uh, man, right? That would. Be- because that, that they were help. they were the team of the '90s, and then now you bring that them would, back after you had your your decade, your your uh, your reign. That really that really is interesting. But I, I either way, if he if he left, I'd be okay. But I'd be fascinated if he went to Dallas. If he goes I'd to be Dallas, absolutely fascinated if he went to Dallas. And uh, you know what? He he still has that mentality. He still has that fire. If he wants to do it, 
in that way, I'd be okay with it. But if he just trots along and wins four games and then wins another four and then wins five to break the record, I would be very disappointed in him as, as a coach. Unless you're Jason Whitlock. <laughs> oh, man. The thing between Stephen A, man. Stephen A, he – he he went hit him up. He went like the the Tupac this record. The hit, he went hit him up on him, man. Ooh. I mean, I don't think I've heard, left people speechless for sure. I don't think I've heard a public figure in that way get that ghetto fabulous in in that kind of situation. <laughs> and I mean it. In, I mean it in the most. I mean it in the most. I think it's, I think it's I beyond it that most, too, Max. But I like mean it in the most respectful yeah. way. But I, I yeah, if you yeah. if you are if you are, I, I'm putting it like this: if you're representing ESPN, which Stephen A. Smith does, yeah. obviously he has a private podcast, just like I have a private podcast. But right. how happy are you at ESPN if that happens? If you're if you're his boss and maybe clear clear the with him or whatever, but just the language itself. I yeah, know. He must have had like a one-off, like, hey, this is it. I'm gonna do this I one mean, time. And that's it. I mean the the whole thing, you piece of shit, you fat bastard, you fucking <laughs> I'm like <laughs> what the I mean, are we on the street yeah. right now? Are we in the middle? Of, I mean, are we like Is this a skit? I mean, my God, that was, yeah, that was crazy. And, and, and and you know, I, I love Stephen A. Smith, but that That's your first that, 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 that first crossed the line. That language. that cross I mean, maybe we're just there now. We're crossing the line because you look at Cat Williams. Yeah, but this thing dates back. It makes you it makes you think that this thing dates back to way back. Oh, it, and, it, and yeah, we're there now, Max. I think it, so. It, like, look it at the podcast does. first, and and, and the way we keep it a hundred here, you know. But people right now, just way are looking back like that. You you look at uh, uh you know, Cat Williams. He's going back to win with Steve Harvey when he he as he said had a a, a man unit on his head. And Steve Harvey always <laughs> talked about, you know, has been on the show, said, I had, you know, I had this guy who was cutting my hair for, you know, Barbara who's cutting it for $1,000. Then I was paying. Yeah, Max, money. he had me full, man. He had me full. I thought that was his real hair, man. I had no idea. <laughs> Did you know? You knew. <laughs> you knew. He went from that to ball like that. <laughs> well, I knew because I knew. <laughs> I, I knew because. I was at an event with Steve Harvey and me being six, eight, Steve Harvey being about six, three, something like that. Oh. I was looking down at the top of the because they, they made it. He came in with a hat on. He had to take the hat off at the event. <laughs> so I'm looking down in the top of his head and I could see, you know, what they do, you know? So yeah, I, I knew. It wasn't lining up. <laughs> no, I got I got it up close and personal, and oh, it's not, and nothing wrong with and and for me it's nothing you know. That, that's no, there's own, nothing wrong with it. That's it's just own, funny. That's I had no his idea. Own personal belief or whatever, but it always looked right. But as you said, it always looked sharp though. It was like line, <laughs> line was the the best line the perfect, ever. Man. Perfect, man. The perfect 
Vine and this. And Max, that. I watched the Steve Harvey show growing up. Like you had me, full, I didn't even cross my mind. But then I remember the the beginning of the Family Feud days. That one day he went bald. It was just like, whoa. Now you're so used to it, but it was really surprising. And it was like, why would you cut off all that hair? Like, you know, <laughs> you know. You don't usually see that, especially with black folks, man. Let's keep it a hundred, man. You know, like you, you don't just let that thing go like that. Like, come on, man. That thing was he was he had it crisp. Like, nah, it was perfect. I'm just telling you, like my barber told me, and you know, I have a little my just peach fuzz on top of me. My barber told me, he said Max. I said maybe you'll give me. I was just messing with him. I said maybe you give me a high top fade right now. He said, boy. He said you you got the patch in the back of your head as soft as a baby's ass. He said, he, he said, is that clean? So he said, <laughs> you ain't gonna be getting no high top, nothing in your hair. You're, he said, you got the, he said, that, that was my barber telling me stuff. So yeah, I, I, I think it's just funny. Yo, Mac, let's get, let's get you a man unit, yo. Come on, let's bring it back. Oh, let's, let's do something. Oh, oh. <laughs> Not not Steve Harvey, but let's do Whoa. something. You know what I mean? Get you a little lineup going. Well, Get that way, Caesar popping. Don't don't worry about it, Josue. You're gonna be one day. You're gonna be. Yes, play, don't right say now. that. You, you are. You're gonna be. You know, I I'm looking at your hair right now. It looks thick and all that, but I'm not sure. In the back, in that middle part back there, you probably you probably losing a little bit back there. You, you lose. Yo, stop playing. It, it happens. It, it I'm going to stop happens. getting the fade sooner. I'm going to have to put away the fade now. I don't know. Now you got me, you got me nervous. It's going to happen. But, yeah, that was my barber's yeah. thing. So, yeah. People people pulling out the receipts nowadays, man. I think this is going to be a new trend, Max. A new trend between between uh, Steve Harvey situation and Cat Williams to, to Whitlock talking about things in yeah. Stephen yeah. A's memoirs. This is the era of receipts. Yeah, it is. It is. It's just like Cat Williams said. I got the receipts, and uh, you know, and and, and you and you kind of right. like. And then when you go back and you see the different things he's talking about, you go, "Wow, wow!" But when he said about the mm. when he said about the man, that, that, the, he got the man unit on his head. That and then all of a sudden, as you said, you see Steve Harvey who he is now, and you see Steve Harvey who he was then, and you're going, "Wow!" Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that, this is a uh, you know. So anytime you go back and you see these comedy routines he had, and then you hear about the I mean, Cedric, yeah, the subject entertainer when he talked about uh, Steve, taking taking jokes and all that. This Bernie yeah. Bernie Mac yeah. and and all this other stuff. I mean. This guy came to my show and he stole, but who, but I always say this, man, and no, you know, not about cat, but who had the, who had the first original joke? Who knows? Cat. Well, oh, oh, according to him. First ever original joke was about somebody. And then you build on that. You build just like the first person had the jump shot. The first dunk. Dr. J didn't have the first dunk. It was somebody else who dunked. And then people start building on that, and 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 that's you know that's really that's really a compliment. That's that's should be a compliment to to your skill set. Should be your skill set. That should be a great compliment. Yeah. I had uh, Ed Pinkney who played with the Celtics one time. Um, when he came out of school, I remember reading an article on him, 
and said, Ed Pinckney is a poor man, Cedric Maxwell. I was like, damn, I took it like this huge compliment, like <laughs> a poor man, Cedric Maxwell. Yeah, you should, man. Right. man. Like, I took it <laughs> such a compliment that, you know, that that's what they would say about a player who's coming into the NBA. Like, this is a poor man, man poor man, Cedric Maxwell. So I just, it, it's, it's just funny, though, that receipts are out there. And, um, you know, yeah. for for us and, uh, you know, we'll see. But, you know, we just like at the game the other day for, you know, for the, the guys to be there, Ice Cube to be there and, and um, you know, 50 Cents to be there and us to see them. And, and, and there. Yeah, so, man. So it was, it was, it's going to be an interesting year, no doubt. Now, only thing that makes it even Absolutely. better, I'm watching, I'm watching that firestorm out in L.A. right now. Woo. Woo. And then I'm looking at what's going on in Golden State. They can't. And you know, training season's around the corner. Oh, yeah. A lot of traditional teams who've been out there who've been really good are now just kind of suffering. So, so we'll see. The new era. Yeah. yeah, we'll see what happens. With that, we'll wrap up this episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. As always, subscribe, rate, and review, and stay tuned because we got a, another special guest lined up, man. Another surprise. You're not going to want to miss it. He's Cedric Maxwell. I'm Joseph Pavone. We'll check you guys out next week.